0: And they have done just that, retired confidently. If you're willing to go with me, I can tell you how. It's story time. Let's go. Hey, welcome to the podcast, everybody. This is Telton. Thanks for joining me this week. I want to visit for a minute about how to manage your 401k, particularly as you get closer and closer to retirement, and especially after you pass age 59 and a half. So we're going to talk about managing that 401k and then using a law that allows you even more control and management and precision on how to manage that 401k after you pass age 59 and a half. Before I jump into that, if you have not checked out the Retire Confidently program, so this is for listeners that are not already a personal client of advanced financial planning, but for folks that would like to go through more of a handheld, do-it-yourself training process so that you can experience some of that uh, expertise that we provide for our clients here at Advanced Financial Planning, it's a 100% do-it-yourself educational course. We've tried to teach you every tip trick strategy that, that we can pack into a couple-hour course. It's called the Retire Confidently Program. So for those of you that have not checked out, teltonhall.com, and you can find the, the Retire Confidently Program there, or just go to teltonhall.com forward slash program, and then you can, you can read about the idea of the program, click on Join, and it's only $199 to do that course. And frankly, it's, it's just a video course. So if all you did was sit down and just listen to the couple hours of videos that are there, I mean, that's going to pay for itself a 100 times over. And at the end of the podcast, I'm going to give you a coupon code that makes that course only $99. So stay tuned for that. Okay, back to 401k. This week had a one fun, fun uh, follow-up conversation with a gentleman. He'd gone through the Retire Confidently process, and then as part of that, had a follow-up in-person consultation, and I reiterated to him the age 59 and a half in-service rollover concept, or the in-service rollover provision that is applicable to 401Ks. And he was just tickled as could be. He was so excited because we're, I mean, we're within a couple years of retirement for him and his wife. And she has some pretty significant health issues. They have together been fantastic savers. So they're in a position where they're going to have to cover their health insurance for several years before they get to age 65 and can get on to Medicare, and with her health situation, that makes them want to retire as quickly as possible so that they can be as active as possible, but it also creates the issue that the health insurance premium that we have run some analysis on in our in-house health insurance person, and then we also brought in another resource that we use for, for health insurance planning. The reality is we've just had to block off a pretty decent chunk of money to make sure that we can cover those health insurance needs but they're still okay they're still good as long as they can get really really precise investments to accomplish their goals for many years building up towards retirement you can just use blunt investments like when you're young and you're growing you just use growth allocations and you keep dumping money in and if when, when accounts are, are down and the news is is bad then you try to dump in more so that you can buy those things at a discount and the whole concept is pretty straightforward if the economy's still here then the stock market's going to still be here which means that you want to buy as much as you can right now and keep buying to get you to your goal that's going to work out as you get closer and closer to retirement then you need to become more and more precise on what is the job of this account and what does the allocation need to be in that account to accomplish still our growth goals but what about our pure interest-generating goals? What's the piece of this that we know we're going to have to spend down, in, this, in our case, for health insurance over this amount of time? And so we can't have that money fluctuating, and so it's just a matter of trying to get as much secure interest on those funds as we can. How much of this needs to be long-term, super secure, even guaranteed lifetime income like we've talked about in the past? How much of that is dedicated or or earmarked for that goal in retirement, and how much of it is maybe not even to spend in the first spouse's retirement, maybe particularly if there's an age gap. And even statistically, even if you're the same age, there's going to be an age gap in your life expectancy, seven, eight years just between male and female. And so maybe there's a, a portion of these funds that even though you're retiring in one or two years, the anticipation is that... It's going to be the survivor that actually taps into that money, which could be in, it's a guesstimate, and we understand that. Nobody knows when that will be, but it could be in 10 or 15 or even 20 years, so that can have a very, very different investment profile, meaning you're going to use different investments on that account than the money that you're spending down over the next three years to cover your health insurance, and you have to be really precise as you get down into those final few years before retirement and then also throughout retirement, which brings us to your 401k. It's very difficult to get precise in a typical 401k. I love 401ks. They're fantastic. They're beautiful. They're effective. People that are good savers build up hundreds of thousands and even millions of dollars very consistently inside of their 401k got hopefully they have matching components, you can add profit sharing components depending on the the company that you work with. So they' they're a good vehicle. I think they're an efficient vehicle. I think they're an effective vehicle, but they are a by nature a let's call it a blunt vehicle or blunt tool. They are a general vehicle. they're they're not a, a limousine where you can get really precise and get the exact experience that you need. They're much more like getting on the the Greyhound bus. Actually, rode a Greyhound bus one time from St. George, Utah, to Denver, Colorado. I was on my way to Torrington, Wyoming. If anybody knows where Torrington is, it's about seventy miles north of Cheyenne, and actually even a little bit east of Cheyenne, so it's right on that Nebraska border. I, I played at of College Basketball up there, and during the summer we had to come up to stay for a week, and so I got on a Greyhound bus and rode from St. George to Denver, and then was trying to navigate, I did not know this, but they're like a mini airport in there, all these buses coming together in this big hub, and you have to make sure that you're at the right place and get on the right bus. And so I'm sitting there, it's pretty late at night, It's it was going to be like an all night kind of ride up there, and I was going to get there, I think at like, I forget, maybe six in the morning. And... But it was, so it was late at night. I want to say it was maybe ten, eleven, maybe even midnight. I'm sitting in this hub for the bus station. and My bus to, I think, Cheyenne and then Torrington did not leave for, I, I, I forget, maybe an hour or something like that. So I'm just sitting there looking around thinking, I hope I'm in the right place here because I do not want to miss this bus. And I've got an hour to spend in the middle of the night in this Greyhound station. And this guy uh, walks up to me out of the crowd. and He goes, hey, you Telton? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, who are you, man? And he goes, my name's Ryan. I'm going to play ball up at EWC. Are you Telton? I'm like, yeah, I'm Telton. He's like, dude, why don't you come with me? I The coach called your mom. She said you were on this Greyhound bus that you had a layover. I guess you call it a layover in Denver. And so then he called me, and I'm heading up tomorrow. I'm just driving my car up. So why don't you just come spend the night at my house, and we'll ride up together tomorrow? So I figured, you know, at this point, like, I don't think he's making this up. This is definitely before the days of Facebook when people could find out that kind of information. So I'm like, all right, let's do it. I'm a high school senior. I'm not worried about anything. And anyway... I jumped on and we had a very different experience. It was much more personalized and it was enjoyable. We got to listen to tunes, got to get to know somebody that was important to us and accomplish the specific goals that I, that you have when building a team and when trying to progress your basketball career and stay healthy, ri- riding in a comfortable car versus on an uncomfortable bus. So it really is a good analogy to you know a good story to to highlight the difference between blunt tool like a 401k. It certainly did its job, but when it was time for something more precise, individualized, we needed to move out of the 401k. There's a couple different ways to do that. A lot of 401ks have what's called a brokerage window. It means that money stays inside your 401k, but it moves over into a brokerage. Component where instead of having ten to twenty different funds that you just kind of try to piece together to accomplish what you want, you can get really precise choosing individual funds, individual stocks, exchange traded funds, ETFs, bonds, bond ETFs, so bond funds. You can just get really, really strategic on exactly what allocation that you want to have, and then you you have to manage that inside of that brokerage window inside the 401k. So that's, that's one option. The other option is after age 59 and a half with a 401k, it's um, uh, also applicable to a 403b after age 59 and a half. If you have a non-government 457, then it's only applicable after age 70 and a half, I believe is the most recent rule on that. But if you have a government 457, then they recently moved the in-service withdrawal provision down to age 59 and a half. So what in-service withdrawal provision means, the first part is in-service. So so that means that you do not retire. You don't have to stop working just because you're age 59 and a half in order to roll these funds over to an IRA. It means that you continue in-service. You continue working. You actually continue contributing to the 401k. But the money that is there right now that you need to get allocated in line with your goals, you take that through this in-service withdrawal provision. You withdraw those funds, but you don't withdraw them and pay taxes on them. You withdraw them and roll them over. So we'll call it an in-service rollover to an IRA. So you, you keep working. You're going to keep contributing, hopefully keep getting your match inside that 401k, and you'll continue to do that for however many years until you stop working, until you officially retire, so that you'll have your 401k and you'll keep contributing to that. At the same time, You'll have rolled those funds that you have right now because you're over age fifty nine and a half. You take those funds right now, roll those over into an IRA, and with that IRA, you can get as individualized, personalized, precise as you need to be to accomplish with those specific dollars what your specific retirement goals are. So it's a really, really important strategy, and this gentleman and, and his wife that we visited with just earlier this week, they were just super, super excited because they had these goals up. I want to carve this part off, and we want to leave it pretty growth-oriented because it's going to be long-term growth, help us offset inflation in, you know, in, in 10 or 12 years. So we want to be really sp- specific with the allocation that we have there. This other part of it, we know that we need to be super conservative with it, but we want to try to get some interest right now, and there are a lot of exchange-traded funds and even money markets that are paying pretty nice interest right now. We didn't have that five years ago, for sure. We really haven't had a lot of great interest on super conservative holdings for 25 years, but we have them at least right now, so then we can allocate specifically into those holdings that we want. And then part of it, you wanted to carve off to, to where it would generate a guaranteed lifetime withdrawal benefit so you use an insurance company to, that's how you get guarantees in the finance world use some type of insurance I mean that's why you have a guarantee at the bank it's the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation and that, that's FDIC insurance which is the backed by the federal government if you want different types of guarantees then you use a life insurance or annuity insurance or if you want to protect the financial Value of your house, you use homeowners insurance. So that's how you get guarantees in the finance world. And he wanted a guarantee of a certain amount per year for life. And if there's money left in the account, it would go to his beneficiaries. If he died, the same dollar amount would continue to his wife, and vice versa. If she died, he wanted to know the same amount would continue to him so that they had a lot of security and consistency on that aspect of their income. And we can get all of that precise investment allocation inside of the IRA. And he did not have to wait until the day that he retired. He could plan a couple years in advance because of the age 59 and a half in-service rollover provision. He was over age 59 and a half. That triggered that. He's going to keep working. That's why it's in-service. He's going to keep contributing. So the in-service withdrawal does not shut down your 401k, but he can take those funds, get them over into an IRA and get him invested exactly how he wants. So, as a recap on 401k in service withdrawal provision, I hope that helps you. That's beneficial for you. Okay, let me give you this, um, uh, this code. The code, this might be doubled up. I might give it to you again with uh, the, if you don't have the code already, it is podcast. Pretty straightforward. P O D C A S T podcast. podcast. So if you go to teltonhall.com forward slash program, click on the sign up button, put in your information, and then there will be a place where you can click that you have a coupon and enter the coupon code podcast. And it's going to make that program $99. I just don't see any way that you will not learn something that's going to improve your retirement situation by at least $99, probably more like $999,000. At least, what, what are we, $9,900 just by learning some of those, those tips, tricks, strategies that we have built into that Retire Confidently program. Thanks for joining me this week. Hey folks, one last thing, if you have not checked out the Retire Confidently program recently, you really need to, we have drastically changed the cost associated with that program. So to go to teltonhall.com forward slash program and then click sign up and then put in the discount code podcast, podcast, all caps, you are gonna be blown away at the price that you'll pay for a program that could massively change your retirement outlook, your confidence towards your retirement, and make thousands, 10,000s, even hundreds of thousands of dollars of difference in your retirement. Don't miss this. Take advantage of it right now. TiltonHall.com forward slash program. Click sign up. Use the discount code PODCAST in all caps. And for the price of, I mean, the less than a pair of basketball shoes, less than a really nice dinner out, you can get access to a program where we've seriously tried to give you every tip, every trick, every piece of education, every strategy that we can to turn any angst you have about retirement into confidence towards your retirement. Check it out, teltonhall.com forward slash program. I am super excited for you. Your future retired self is ecstatic for you.